Alrighty, guys, welcome to a special Wednesday night musical osmosis where intelligent dissident thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically glee, magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting as always from the top of Meth Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my very tired but proficiently progressive co host. <laughs> Calling in, not from Charm City this week. You're down in what part of um, North Carolina? Uh, Calabash, North Carolina. So it's um, it's like the last county before you get to South Carolina, and, and so it's like maybe 25 minutes above Myrtle Beach. So it's on the coast. Wow, and that is the voice of yeah. my pal Odell. <laughs> I know you got to be feeling run down, man. Driving. What did you uh, drive? Ten hours? Yeah, uh, yeah, just about about nine. Yeah, with with a break. So um, we left at 10:30. Got here a little bit before eight. Oh, well, if you only drove nine hours, and you have no reason to complain. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you should be super full of pep in life. Hey, and oh, tonight yeah. we've got a special co-host. Our special co-host is Super yeah. Groovy. She is a musically cosmic K-Nado from the Poolside <laughs> Glitter Trash Band, Haley and the Crushers, our friend Haley Kane. I'm fighting well, back hello. the urge, Haley, to sing that song I was singing before we got on. Here I am, rock me like a Haley Kane. Can you just sing that for an hour? We'll just bang our heads. We won't yes. even have the guest on tonight. We'll just do that. And I'll have you know I'm wearing my tallest beehive wig for the occasion tonight. Ooh, awesome. yeah. Nice. They had to fi- use a filter, a Snapchat filter, to get her beehive going today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yours is real. D, you got to get out of here with that virtual... Um, beehive. Hey, beehive. that's what Snapchat yeah. is for, dude. That is or what the Snapchat beehive. is true. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Oh, you know what? Um, this is going to be a super fun, super groovy show. And I was telling myself before I got on air, it is almost impossible for me not to mention, like to get on air and not fucking talk about what's going on in Georgia and Alabama. It's insane and it pisses me off. And I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole. Because this is our super fun, groovy episode. But right. where have we come to in this country, dude? Where this is a, I mean, do you know so many ins and outs in this? If you're in Georgia, the legislation they're trying to pass is even if you got a state for an abortion, when you come back, you could be tried with um, some kind of form of murder. I don't know exactly what it is, if it's just um, conspiracy to commit. I think it's conspiracy to commit murder. How insane. I know um, you've got to want to chime in on this, Haley, because you blog yeah, a I lot. Mean- Stuff like this. What about the guys? What about the guys? Are they accessories to murder? I mean, what? It's it's insane. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then you know you go to Alabama, and then 
what they're passing is just like what? And then the fact that they pretty much try to pull the wool over everybody's eyes and and, and throw in the whole rape and incest thing is not uh, uh, a viable uh, reason. It, it, it's uh, gosh, yeah. And not also that another thing that pisses me off about this is it's always like state rights, state rights. But the whole reason they're doing this and the legislator, I forget her name, that passed it in Alabama, said we'll mm-hmm. never have this like Christian friendly, evangelical friendly court on the Supreme Court again. So we need to take advantage of this. It'll get kicked up to the Supreme Court. So they don't care about state rights like they always say they do. They're trying to nationalize this and make this decision for the whole country on top of a bunch of old white dudes trying to make this decision for women. Yeah, and that's the sad thing. It's it's. What is in Alabama? What is it? Eighty-five percent men in their cabinet in the state legislature. Legislature. So it's like, huh? It's, it's uh, yeah, yep. Haley, how do you balance staying fun and groovy when you see this shit come across your feed every day? I mean, uh, for actually, I was on tour for two weeks throughout the Midwest, and I was not on my feed that much, which was actually a really nice um, break from the news. But I think it's important to uh, to do what you can in your own community and look around. And I mean, I live in California, which is quite progressive, um, which is wonderful. And a lot of bands and artists and people I know, they you know put proceeds toward Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood, and are very active, especially in this fight for female reproductive rights, human rights. These are human right. rights. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, you really can't be bogged down with this idea of saving the world. You have to save your community and what you can do around you. Because um, it will, it will definitely drag you down. But you know, grooviness is, is uh, genetic. Grooviness is genetic. So I mean, I was born with it. So I stay groovy no matter you know what. <laughs> that is true. Happening. You can't fake the funk. <laughs> but right. I am devastated, and it is it is definitely very difficult to see what's happening um, and to not be able to really you know stand up and make a change. And, and, you, and you hit it right on the head because it's like it's not even just that. It's not even. I mean, the the abortion thing is one thing, but it's like this is one of those. Let me test the waters and see what else we can do while we have this quote unquote Supreme Court, this certain Supreme Court. So it wouldn't surprise me, you know, you have the abortion thing kick in, then all of a sudden civil rights start kicking in and women's rights again. There'll be questions on that. Right. And just to um, clarify, when I say Christian, I'm not saying it like as a pejorative or anything. I'm just saying that the, the way they think, the evangelical mindset, I'm talking about the people that are very far right. And it's like draconian yeah. idea. Well, it's, it's funny that it's it's being being a Christian and 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 having my certain beliefs on certain things. Um, the fact that there's so much stuff that is blasphemous that they try to use that term on it. Just it it man. If I had hair, I would be pulling it out <laughs> because you know because they're the furthest thing from what you know Jesus did here or what he was about. These are actually the same people that crucified Jesus. If you actually read the Bible and look at what, these are the same people that were like, nah, you ain't that guy. You ain't that guy. So we need to take him out because he's a threat. And, and it's, it, it's just, it's, it's crazy how this world is going in a full circle. And, and it's a scary thought when it's like, yeah, let's just go ahead and try to do this so we can get this moved up. And it's not even about a, a woman or the child or the situation. Nope, it's all it's, control and it's all agendas, man. That's it. 
That is it. That's all they care about, man. And it sickens me. All right. Well, let's get you yeah, unsick but- and let's kind of bring the groovy back. Before we get Fred on, I've got to also thank you, Haley, because I think I talked to you, what, two hours ago? And you're like, I'm there. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for yeah. co-hosting with yeah. us tonight. <laughs> yeah. When somebody calls you, and says, hey, do you want to talk to Fred Schneider? You say yes. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. You put down the damn computer, and you go and you talk to him. So I am so stoked. I could be working right now, and I'm much happier talking to you guys. So, yeah. Talk to him. You could call me at 3 in the morning and ask me to fly out to, like, Atlanta and mow his lawn, and I would. Oh, honey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. And you know he's got a good lawn. He's got cra- crazy topiary, probably, and a Lots crazy garden. Lots of pink garden. flamingos. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when are we going like to go party at Fred's pool. house? What? I think it's time to go party at Fred's house. I think we should just find out where he lives and roll up at his house. You know, everything, <laughs> everything about Fred and the B-52s is all about that party atmosphere that I almost imagine his home to be like his reprieve from the party. Like, it's probably like... Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything he does is just like so tongue in cheek, fun, glitter, party, party. I wonder if his house is just like this, you know, totally sterile. Uh, Lots of know, books. Dark cavern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A smoking chair. Yeah. And he's such a historian on, on a lot of things. So like, especially music. I remember the last time we talked about just some of the artists that he was talking about and the things I could imagine just like his record collection and, and, and just going through and being like, yeah, these guys were, or this lady or whatever was what influenced us. And, oh, check this out. And just, just sitting around and listening to all these records that I've never heard of. I guarantee he would have. Yeah, absolutely. He's got, yeah.
Have our world-famous celebrity judges reached a decision on the exciting new dance, the Disco Garbage Can? I give him a 1.3. A half point. That was fantastic. You were beyond belief. You were like a swan turning into a duck, becoming a peacock, and just blazing across the disco trails. I've never seen such horrible dancing. It was wonderful. I give you a two. All righty, guys, we are back. So we were supposed to have Scott Hill on tonight, but he is down with the Fu Man flu. Of course, Scott is from Fu Manchu, and he's going to be joining us next Wednesday. But I made um, a text real quick today and am excited that tonight we are actually having Fred Snyder back with us. So let's get Fred on the line here. Fred, how's it going? It's going great. Hey, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I know it was really short notice, and you kind of saved me from curling up in, like, my emo corner and crying because we didn't have a guest. Yeah, thank you so much, Brett. You know, I'd rather do fun radio shows than boring ones. Hey, what I'm talking about. We've got Odell here, and we've also got our friend Haley Kane from Haley and the Crushers helping us out tonight and keeping the show groovy. Good. Yeah, bring in the fun. I'm, I'm currently, you know, lounging by my above-ground pool with my beehive, my go-go boots, my B-52s uh, t-shirt, so I'm ready to roll. She is taking okay, it seriously, yeah. Fred. Yeah, just don't jump in the pool with that on. <laughs> <laughs> like the urge, Haley. Hey, real quick, here's what I want to talk to you about right off the bat, because I was kind of looking back over you guys' history, and also everything you have coming up on your website. You've got the 30th anniversary of Cosmic Thing. You're doing a re-release for that, and we'll touch on that in a minute. You've got the 40th anniversary tour coming up this summer. As so much of B-52s is kind of steeped in this fun and nostalgia, does it make you kind of approach the music in a different way than when you were starting out and you were constantly having to create like just from scratch, from the new, and now it's all about kind of reliving those moments and bringing the fun to the people. Has it totally changed your approach on music, or has that stayed pretty consistent? No, we just get on stage, kick ass, and have fun with our songs. So you kind of view everything, (laughs) the process is exactly the same for you. It's great. I mean, our songs are so different that I don't get, you know, bored with them, so. Right. And the ones I do get bored with, we don't do. (laughs) That makes sense. Hey, um, I know last time we talked to you, I was kind of trying to pry out of you if the B-52s had one more in you, if you are going to do one more album, and you were kind of, well, maybe we could possibly do that. That was almost a year ago to the day. I think it was yesterday. It was a year to the day we had you mm-hmm. on the show. Where are maybe you at now? That? Maybe song for something else is coming up. It's like, you know, it's the age of keep putting out stuff. Hopefully that's good. Um, right. So do you feel like you guys are going to release an album with new material? Or are you done with that pretty much? No. I mean, save some so, hits for someone else, you know. you got to spread it around. Well, you guys can't have all the good hits. We all have. <laughs> that's good, Fred. Really but we all have different um paths now and i mean kate cindy and i do the beat too and uh keith has his photography but hopefully we might have two songs for another thing they're putting out online okay we now is also looking over your tour schedule too and you guys have got a pretty busy and fun summer coming up before you go on a big tour do you still kind of get amped up and excited or is this pretty much kind of become old hat to you 
and it's just a process now. No, I have to figure out what sort of um, sleeping pill I can take to you know go to Europe and wake up refreshed. That's right. You guys are doing a lot of shows overseas. Oh so. yeah, that's right. But luckily, we asked that they uh, for the American tour they schedule it so that we could just take a bus as much as possible, just a couple of hours, even if it's sick, who cares? Right on. Odell, have you seen him? At the damn airport. That's the truth. Yeah, that's got to be rough. And Odell was doing some traveling today, and it seems like everybody's all scattered right now. Odell, have you seen B-52s live? Yes, I've seen them twice. The first time I saw them was, oh my gosh, HF Festival 96. And I forgot the second time. I think it was either at Wolf Trap or at, um, I think it was Wolf Trap, like a few years later. But I, the, the, the HF Festival, I, I'll just never forget that. Uh, Fred and the, and, and, and the group, they had, they had RFK Stadium in the palm of their hands. I will never forget that, how much fun that was. Just, uh, and it was really cool. It was really cool for me because um, I had a couple tragedies that I was getting ready to go to funerals for like the next day. And um, I'll never mm. forget just, like, staying in that moment because it was so much fun. It just took a lot of stuff off my mind that, that, that afternoon watching them perform. It was awesome. I can't believe you went to a concert right before a funeral. I don't think I would be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, unfortunately, it was one of those things that even my mom told me. Hey, you know like, what? You, go, go. Yeah. Do what you want to do because what you're supposed to do sit there and cry. You yeah, know, do yeah. Do what you need to do. And yeah. Take your mind off of what's going to happen the next day. That's yeah. true. And that's what my I want my funeral. Like I want my funeral to be like a Beastie Two's concert or like the Love Shack music video. So that's you want to have a funeral? Fuck yeah! Well, I'm gonna uh, get cremated and then pay for a big party, and everyone, you know, can dance to all kinds of music. That's what I I'm love talking it. About. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. It's like last week, um, Odell. We were talking about. Um, being in a glass sarcophagus and having bands playing and we're like yeah. up on stage put my body on stage in like a glass coffin and have bands play alice cooper songs around me there you go yeah i mean or get um i always had the idea too of getting my body shot into space i think it'd be cool just to be in orbit because you won't decay if i was rich enough i bet you i could make that happen possibly yeah but then you know some alien is gonna go who put this up here? You think I'll get graffiti <laughs> by, by aliens? I think you'd get probed, like, yeah. big time. I'm dead. What do I care? If they graffiti probe, whatever. Hey, you know what else I wanted to talk about, too? I read that you guys have a the band, B-52s, have a book coming out, a retrospective of the band, and a documentary. You guys have a lot going on this year. We do, and a musical. Um, but I can't talk about any of that because it's basically still in the works. So. Okay, okay. Can I ask you a generic question about the documentary? Just something I always wondered about things like this. Uh, sure. When you do a documentary like this, does the footage come from the record labels, like stock footage that they've had over the years, or do you have to dig into your own personal stash and pull stuff out? Uh, we have tons of stuff. So you never know. Who knows? Man, do you have an ETA on any of that? Is any of that stuff coming out this year, or is it all slated for 2020? We'll see. 
All right. Speaking of 2020, and seeing what we're doing. Gotcha. I know it all. What about working with Fred Armisen? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're great. He's great. A Fred on Fred friendship. Yeah. It's a Fredship. So tell us about the um, 30th anniversary of Cosmic Thing coming up. You guys are doing a bunch of remixes, or how's that going to work? It comes out in June, though, right? Well, I know it's Cosmic Thing. And then it's, I don't know what they're <laughs> you know whatever as long as it's good right what do on. you do it's like nowadays you're lucky to even have vinyl out well vinyls make it a comeback and i think the it people is, who amazing. are really true somebody the other day was like hey do you collect vinyl and i said i will not buy a vinyl album because i'm an obsessive person if i buy one vinyl album that's where all my money will be going and i'll be buying vinyl constantly like I did when mm-hmm. I collected comic books. I had to fight the urge to get involved with cool stuff like that. Or I'll just go crazy and just buy up as much vinyl as I can. Well, you're talking yeah. to the original obsessive buyer of 45 and LPs from the 60s. So. Oh, oh, yeah. And I would love to look through your collection, Fred. I bet you it's insane. Yeah. That sounds naughty. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it was. I, <laughs> I bet you have a lot of like Exotica from the '60s, like some Martin Denny from the '60s. I imagine some like really lush oh, yeah, Exotica. Stuff. Yeah, I'd like to see I that. I basically have just about everything. It's everything. Just... Okay, that's awesome. Uh, Does it take up a whole oh, room? Yeah. Do you have a special room set aside just for your albums? Uh, let's just say I have a wall, a basement, another basement. <laughs> Full of vinyl. Oh, wow. But I've been, I've been <laughs> donating it to the archives of contemporary music. So if okay. any of your listeners want to you know, get a tax write-off or just want to donate great records they have, go to Archive of Contemporary Music. I'm one of the um, people on the uh, board. Awesome. Write that down. You know, another thing we were chatting about before we got you on the phone, and it's something I... I don't have as much of a problem with it today as I did maybe two years ago, but in this toxic kind of political furnace we all live in now, how does that kind of affect the groove of the music, and does it affect the audience at all? Does the audience now, does the tone feel ruder or more aggressive, or is B-52s kind of insulated from all that because of the kind of music you make? I basically say when I'm introducing the band or when the show's over, vote for progressive candidates that reflect your values. And Amen. basically, you know, liberal. <laughs> Amen. Don't vote for dump. Yeah. Amen. For you because you can keep it yeah, fun. Yeah, because, hello, young people today. I love these young people who are really concerned about climate change, you know, because I've been concerned about that since 20 years ago because it was already in my science magazines as people think I just, you know, watch like crazy TV shows that I'm basically reading science magazines. Um, they're really smart and, you know, protesting, you know, in their state capitals about, hello, you're ruining my oh, life. Mm-hmm. And the expectation has changed, right? Like when I was a kid, my only expectation as a 16, 17, 18, 19, even 20 year old was don't get anyone pregnant and don't wreck the car. And now I look at kids today and I'm like, save us, 
said, like, fix climate change, fix all this inequality, fix all the corruption. Like, it's nuts what we expect our kids and the generation behind us to have to go back and fix that we fucked all up. I don't know how the kids today, I don't know how anybody under 20 hasn't gone children of the corn on us yet. It is insane to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. As, um, I agree. A vintage, it's, it's I'm a vintage so millennial, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that Fred is mm-hmm. recycling. Uh, my parents don't recycle. I'm, I'm 32 years old, almost 32 years old. And, um, yeah, I mean, most of the, the older generations are not recycling, are not involved in um, environmental causes. And I think it's great that you're, you're being that mouthpiece and also bringing, like, you know, a sense of fun ar- around the show and then ending the show with, like, a sense of responsibility. I love that. Oh, yeah, we're going to have, um, you know, uh, Rock the Boat and different cool. things on our and everything, you know, because, you know, I have nieces and nephews and grandnephews and grandnieces because, like, I'm old as hell, <laughs> so than anyone you know. Um, you know, we got to make this planet, you know, work. Yes. I think but I put so. a lot of um, yeah. faith in the younger generation. And I mean, it's crazy because for the first, I see people like, kid, millennials are lazy, Tide Pod eating, lazy brats, they shouldn't make any kind of minimum wage. And as bad as my parents were, and I come from a very conservative household, and it's, and they were, you know, flawed in a lot of ways, they always wanted us to do better than them. And I feel like yeah. this is the first well, generation hello. where you want your kids to do worse, some of these people. Or like, I want my kids to be more miserable than me. Try to get a job that pays anything decent. Unless you live in a state that even $15 an hour doesn't match what happened, you know, years ago. But it's it's a step forward. Well, let me run one more thing by you. Not to be Debbie Downer. No, no, not at all. I think we should be talking about this stuff. It's, It's... it's it's the it's it's like you said, and it's funny that you mentioned the climate. It's like when you use that word climate, it it goes for so much now. So you have the environment, like the natural environment, and then you just have the climate of people. The like like we're getting to the to the point where we're so desensitized with like gun violence. It's like oh, another gun another shooting at a school. If, if it's eighty degrees above the Arctic Circle yesterday, things are not going according to the right wingers there's no global warming so oh yeah what can you do that's what i always say d what do i say every time it's like snowing on tuesday then 80 on thursday here in tennessee i'm like well the good news is there's no No such such thing thing as climate climate change change. so we're gonna be a-okay and it's just crazy (laughs) to me and as i used to go head on with a lot of these really hardcore alt-right type people I just kind of learned, and this is something that's kind of out of your playbook, Fred, that these people, like, you can go head-to-head and argue with them and things get toxic, and you're sitting there for an hour wasting your day fighting with them. Or you could just go out there and have fun, and there's nothing like a miserable prick hates more than seeing people have a good time and having fun. Like, they're there to ruin the party. You, you can't talk to an evangelical. I hate to say it. You yeah. can't talk to them because... They'll just point their finger and go, no, no, no. The Bible says this, but also the Bible says this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, I'm going to hell. So, <laughs> well, you're going to hell for the reason. The reason I think you're going to hell is for the um, 
uh, love shack because all of the karaoke uh, karaoke DJs can't stand when people get up and sing that song. And I know it because I always sing that song and they always tell me the same thing. Like, oh, why you got to do that? Why you got to do that tomorrow night, you know? (laughs) Because we get up there and we have our little dance moves for it. We think we can sing it real good. And uh, we got our partner and we're up there singing that song and... (laughs) <laughs> those poor KJs. There's a lot of bad karaoke out there, Fred. There are people. Have, have you seen people? Do you ever go to places and people don't recognize you, and you're just out watching people do like karaoke of B52s, or do you get recognized? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like, okay, I'll get up there and sing "Love Shack" with you because you sound horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not to be mean, not to be mean. That must be a throw. Like, could you imagine that? I walked by a wedding back in the day, and <laughs> the wedding band was playing Love Shack, so I, I just walked in and sang along. This is before, uh, you know, cell phones. Oh, wow. Why can't stuff like yeah. that ever happen to me? Why can't Fred Snyder walk by my wedding <laughs> and say, Love Because we're oh, not married yet, dingy. I mean, my other weddings. I've had two other wives, Dee. How many yeah. weddings have you had? Well, I've only had one wedding, but I did have a cool six-day marriage to a girl I met on the internet, and I married her the next day. And six days later, she left me to go live with the Hopi Indians in New Mexico, and I had to file abandonment charges. Oh, my well, goodness. Because, you know, she's, you know, helping our Native Americans. No, I saw her a couple years later on the side of the road with a dog um, and a sign that said, need, need money for traveling. I don't think she lasted you a long time. You met her yet. again. That, it's a go-figure world. It is. Hey, I got a fan question. And I don't know what this is. Maybe you do. Our friend Heather, who, a.k.a. Mama Creepy, um, wrote a question oh, to Mama you. Oh, Mama Creepy. That sounds really nice. Thank you. Okay. Well, her question is, what is the Aqua Vita dance or Aqua Velva, excuse me, the Aqua Velva dance, I've never been able to find it. Do you know what she's talking about? Yeah, it's on early videos. Well, there's uh, a, I guess, aftershave called Aqua Velva. And what you do is you pretend you're putting it on your hands, and then you put it on your face. And it's an easy way not to have to like get into like some really long dance move. I have never okay. heard of such a thing. I hope that's that is way on. better than the Macarena. Way better than the Macarena. Yes. Light years beyond yeah, the Macarena. But uh, to anyone who loves Charo, go on YouTube and watch Charo does the Macarena. That's the only <laughs> reason why you'd want to even see anyone doing Macarena. It's so <laughs> It's fantastic. Got another question oh. here. Carla um, Zucutney, I hope I'm saying that right, friends with the um, Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus podcast. She wants to know what or who inspired your vocal style? Uh, my throat. Yes. <laughs> So it was no direct inspiration. Okay, I got one more for you. B.B. McPherson, our friend from the Department of Descriptive Services, wants to know if you'll do a duet with her. I promised her I would ask you. Well, you never know. You might be walking by her wedding one day. That's right. You never know. I have a question about Superions. There is a picture on Spotify of the Superions wearing, I think, animal print Snuggies. Is that true? Are they Snuggies? so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, 
are. I was um, wondering where that whole idea came from. And are you selling these at your shows? Me, I have to know. We did this photo shoot at the mall, and they were so, <laughs> they thought it was so funny that they just gave us, like, all this other free time and didn't charge us that much. So our, um, our uh, publicity photos were, like, done for, like, 100 <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, the, the superior is me, Noah, and Dan, and there's no money involved because we do everything, you know, on um, computers and all that stuff. Right, right. Along with our friends, and but you did the vinyl. Yes, yes. And we're going to redo the Christmas album because Fanatic Records screwed us over. Totally. So we're going to redo that. We're with Happy Happy Birthday to me, um, and we're putting out Bat Baby. Woo! I like Bat nice. for Record yeah. Store Day. All right. Yeah, Bat and Baby. Song. We played that yes. last time you were on. That song. You talk about groovy and funky. That song has it yes. all. Yeah. Yep. Let's Hats off to you for Bat Baby. Time of the year because not not nothing says Halloween. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta I'm push a back a little. I think I think Bat Baby is for all times of the year. Yeah, I don't no, think you just have to play it oh, around. Oh, Dracula! Halloween. Hello, is Dracula only at Halloween? No, nope. Not if they glitter. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and glitter vampires. Are you? Are you pardon? Are the superior ones playing out there? Are you guys playing shows? Or you just kind of creating music and putting out. No, there? we do. It's we do. Here. It's called three dollar productions because that's what our uh, videos cost. Wow. We get our friends. Well, I buy like cheese and crackers and stuff, and <laughs> and I still have um, what's his name? Something fur, the. Uh, Singer on Crummy Christmas Tree. If you haven't seen Crummy Christmas Tree, oh, I gotta see that. I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar okay. with that. Is that and on your hello, Instagram? Go to yeah, go to the Superions on YouTube. We have a whole channel. Right on Douglas Fir. Douglas Fir. It's one of those um, you put uh, batteries in the Christmas tree and it sings and can also <laughs> That's great. Right on. And where can we find everything else Fred Snyder on the interwebs? My Facebook page. Because I post, like, all the nutty stuff that's going on. Right all on. Right. And I know you guys have a website, too, for the B-52s as well. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. Superiors. That, that, that tells you everything, um, you know, where I'm going. Hey, since okay. we started on such a dark note talking about the Georgia law, I want to end on something fun before we get out of here. Because I... Um, pulled up some of the grooviest items coming in the near future. And one of the ones they had on here was VR and some of the breakthroughs they're making with VR. And they're using VR now to fight depression and it's kind of um, behavior yeah. modification. What do you guys think about that? Do you think we're going to end? Because, you know, I got a VR. I got one of those Oculuses a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And the I crazy thing is, yeah, the first thing that comes up is you probably know Odell. One of the first things to come up is Facebook on VR. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I have this toxic Facebook on my two-dimensional screen. Why the fuck would I want to have Facebook on my VR? Yeah, like three-dimensional. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, Why I would I want to get called libtard in 3D? <laughs> like with the person. You can't punch him. <laughs> well, by <laughs> some like frog yeah, um, avatar. I don't know how. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I want VR for depression because I think that would help me personally so much. I might not come out of it ever. I might just be there all day long, but the, I think it would be The V-Arthur what? VR, virtual reality. V Arthur. Oh, V Arthur. I thought you were talking about the. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Yes. I would go into a whole V Arthur realm. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, As a guy who almost got a V Arthur tattoo, I'm down Arthur with that. I mean, VR. I think that, yeah, <laughs> the reason that VR could be very helpful is that it's very hard to see inside other people's realities and inside other cultures' lifestyles. And I think mm-hmm. it would be interesting to put yourself in another person's shoes, literally, whether it's a different race, a different sex, different gender, mm-hmm. different culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that could actually bridge some gaps between, you know, all the humans of the planet that think they're so different. You know, you put VR on and perhaps maybe you could see uh, the similarities. But well, also porn. Videos porn would be now. good, too. Oh, yeah. Porn would be great. Porn would, <laughs> porn would be great, yeah. They have, um, they have virtual <laughs> reality videos where you can actually see, like, actually, native you know, cultures and stuff. watch Maud. You know, yes. Yes. Oh, Maud was, was a class. Golden Girl. Maud was an epic. <laughs> well, let me say something to Haley real quick. You know, all those points you made about VR, those same points were made about the internet when it was in its inception. This is going to be a global community. We're going to get to peer into other cultures like we were never able to. And if anything, it made people more divided, and it made the people on the right more afraid. Well, I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial, and I don't believe that at all. I think that that it has been very positive for people. (laughs) You think social media has been a net positive for people? How else would I have met you? Ah, That's true. Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. many alt-right trolls does meeting me negate? Oh, God. Um, You beat all the alt-right trolls. I mean, come on. This has been That's a, a, a second net game time for today. Me. You put a smile on my face and some pep in my step. Thank you. That's <laughs> right. That's why I'm here. You know, what's crazy, too, and I don't want to get too political, it's just crazy oh, yeah. to see how far, like, how dark yeah. everything has gotten in this country in just five short years. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, um, it's almost like, aha, you had your, you know, when Obama became president and, and left, it was like, all right, hey. You guys had, you guys got it. You had a president. You had an African American president. You're good now. Now we can go back to this. It's like what? Wait, hold on. How do we go from that to this? But as somebody who's lived through that era, are things worse now, or does it just seem worse to someone like me because I didn't live through the civil rights era? Well, it's like we need younger people on ballot. Maybe have one older person. I mean, let's face it, Bernie Sanders tells it like a T.I. is. Oh, I love Bernie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he may be old, but he's the same. He's the same age or younger than Biden. They're right around the same age. Yeah. Jewish guys live to be 110, so <laughs> all my Jewish friends live long. You could lend your music to his uh, platform. Oh, yeah, that would also, make America also, also, fabulous. Also, also, I love Elizabeth Warren. I oh, really yeah. love yeah. Elizabeth Warren. And after the end of these did a promo for Stacey Abrams. So nice. Oh, she's great. We're liberal. Oh, yeah, she's great. Got totally robbed in Georgia. Totally robbed. 
I mean, oh, the dude Blake. She was. She, it was stolen. They yeah. changed. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a rotten Supreme Court that's like right wing. And whenever I see um, what's his name's face, I want to puke. Want to puke? Oh, I got you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. But no, they're Stacey in a Abrams. hard spot, though, right? Odell, the Democrats, because if they go too far left, they'll alienate these people. But if they stay too centrist, then they'll alienate these other people. And it's so hard to find what that secret formula is for beating Trump, because as much as everybody wants to say Trump could never win a second term, he'll be annihilated. I, I'm not that optimistic. I think Trump could very well win a second term, and the no, Democrats don't of, run the right no, campaign. No, he won't. He won't. Yeah, he just out of spite. Aren't going to vote for him? You would What's think amazing? so. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Oh no, no. I just, I just know that we're at a point now where people. I mean, it's just sad where you have cats that even. It's one thing to support your party, and I get that. But when you compromise your beliefs just to support a party, then we're 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 really going down the, uh, a, a horrible stretch because that's what's going on now. You're having people now. The that Republicans, are the Republicans have totally compromised everything. Yeah, it's yep. like even like Queenie Lindsey Graham cracker is yeah yeah you know well, it's a go figure world i'm gonna do a t-shirt that says it's a go figure world because go figure because i can't I mean, you have, i know you have people yelling you know shoot migrants and he laughed you know oh you they know, were chanting shoot. death to john mccain when he was dying at the rallies yeah. and he's a republican yeah. that most of them probably voted for eight years prior yeah 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 what can you do i grew up fred in a very conservative greek orthodox household and it's crazy because part of my DIY punk attitude came from the Republican back then idea of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, kind of the John Wayne get it done attitude. And now to see this Republican Party turn into a bunch of victims, like self-victimizing, they're, you know, these old white dudes are oppressed by everybody. And it's cr- like my dad now has more in common with Ted Nugent than Ronald Reagan. And it's crazy to see him make that oh, shift from being like this very proper Reaganite to turn it into this bombastic Ted Nugent type person who I can't even talk to because he just says so much horrible stuff. Oh, well, you know. So you do your Go Figure World t shirt. My mom, and she's oblivious to everything. That's a nice and place to be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Mom. Well, I tell you what, you make a Go Figure t shirt and send it to me, and I'm going to make Alt Side Down World, and I'll send it to you. And we could sport okay. each other's t shirts. Sound like a deal, Fred? Okay. All right. That was fun. Absolutely. Yeah, that was awesome. Anytime Thank you, to come Fred. Back, Fred. And, and check out uh, the Superior because we're going to be putting out um, singles on uh, Black Friday and our. Christmas album again, so all right. I'll I'll send. And I'm also well. I'll do another. Call me again. I'll do another shill uh, thing about what I'm doing because I'm working with Hard Group from Public Enemy. Oh, I'm wow. working with Low One Thousand. Oh, right on. Yeah, let's definitely Ooh. do that. Yeah. I don't think we're so friends tell on every, Facebook. Tell everyone I'll... to go to both of their websites. Because that's where I'll be. So let's do that. Awesome. All right, we're going to get out of here. We're approaching the nine o'clock hour. Hey, Fred, thanks so yeah, much. Yeah. Haley. Yeah, Fred, okay. Thank you. Haley. Thank, thank, thank you, you so Fred. Much. Good night. Good, Good night. night, Fred. Thanks again.
Sweet dreams. Deep Thanks man. for co-hosting with us. You made it so much more super sure. groovy uh, with your grooviness. It was fun. Oh, was total. Fun. Thanks for asking me. It was super fun. Anytime. All right, you guys. Right. We're going to get out of here. Nice. We're going to play some V-52s on Good the way luck. out. We'll be back next week with Fu Manchu and the Nearly Deads. We're going to be doing back-to-back episodes, Adele. All right, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.